Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Karki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is the story, story So Farscape. Farscape. And welcome for episode 421, La Bomba, We're So Screwed, part three. Oh, we're so far into the story So Farscape, 421 oh, already. Yes, running on, well, I won't say running on fumes, because they've still got quite a lot of gas in the tank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of fuel in that, old, uh, in that old bucket. God, I remember when, when this had come out, and just wondering what... Okay, so there's another gonna, episode left? Where like, are going to take it from here, yeah. Yeah, because, oh. I mean, not to jump ahead of like completely reviewing the episode... It sort of feels like a finale, doesn't it? It does a bit, in a way. I mean, there's still plenty of loose ends to get with, but... Uh, All right, let me see. Do I have a human interest segment? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what next episode is going to be. It's probably going to be called Complete Misery or something like that. That Okay, well, do you want to put any points on <laughs> no. that? Because, well, hold on. <laughs> you have a ton of points. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up on this device. I'm not entirely sure if that's going to work or whether I need my laptop for that. Well, no, I don't seem to have your score. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. Patrons. Well, the numbers are just made oh, up anyway. So. Predictions. That's where it is. Predictions. Grid view. Okay. I'm not getting totals, but you have a genuine fuck ton of, of points recently because a you... A few very long-term bets came, yeah. for, came home to roost, I think. <laughs> uh, you said that Harvey is still around. Well. And you put 300 points on that. And with the episode multiplier from 4.11 to 4.19, where it was revealed to so that okay. uh, yeah. 2,700 points oh, and a... Gee. Did we ever decide whether you put points on John returning to Earth? Because you made that prediction back I'm in... Pretty sure that I, no, I'm pretty sure that I said that it was Earth, but he wasn't going to foot, set foot on it. And we already talked about that, me, that I definitely lost that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in the very first episode we recorded together, you also predicted that he would be going to Earth. Did we sort of sort that out? I don't know. But we, don't, we weren't doing points then. No, exactly. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that was already, again, I, I got a random amount of points for that from you. I'll fill something in then. This is this has been such a delight, and uh, I'm pretty sure you've retroactively gave me points for that at some point when I was running desperately low. So <laughs> <laughs> we have done it sort of timey wimey before, haven't we? Okay, I think that's uh, you know I sat down and I thought, okay, I'm going to do the points now. I've promised it several times. Mm-hmm. It's pretty okay. It was pretty up to date, and I haven't really needled you to make more predictions. No, I mean we're running out of episodes, so that's going to be uh, a little bit uh, hard. Breaking it's going to be harder. Heart, okay. I know. Well. It's true. But we have we have this to look to still enjoy. We do indeed. And let's see what our listeners have to say about this episode. We gotta get out of here before they realize another lunatic with the wrong number of eyes. Throw a tantrum, <laughs> destroy the Chrisette Christerium. Leaving a bomb in an elevator seems unwise. Thank you, Rick from the Delta Quadrant. Oh, Rick. Oh, I recently saw, you, you haven't heard this yet, but I saw a little message that Rick sent us for, uh, for the end of season four that mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to sharing with you, where we also learn, I think, where the Delta Quadrant might be. Oh. Mm. Well, hang on, Delta Quadrant? That's where Star where Trek Rick is from. Oh, oh, right. Rick from fair, the Delta fair, Quadrant. Sorry, no. And yeah. Okay, yep. Oh, oh, this one breaks my heart. Guess what I did at work today? I wore a bomb in a field of flowers. I noticed you're doing your John voice from the (laughs) the fancy greetings. It's not a double cross, it's a triple cross. It's plan E for elevator, and it has nothing to do with wormholes, despite Harvey's claims. 
There are sore losers all round, and the crew forget to vote. Thank you, Marky C. <laughs> <laughs> and the gang partake in a gardening practices that are even less environmentally friendly than laying astroturf. <laughs> Grazer is asked if she could come to the manager's office for a quick chat, Ooh. and Bracker is reunited with his brother, his captain, his king, his bestie. Thank uh, you, Mystery Tour. Bestie, well. yeah. They appear to be very good friends, don't yes. they? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, season four, episode 21, where power and political alliances shift from one minute to the next as the crew tries to make their escape. Scorpion Toe from Catrazzi. The line between freedom fighting and terrorism begins to blur when John finds that for now he may need to give Scorpius exactly what he wants. Oh. Let's find out. <laughs> Um, yes, I also have to sort of find my... Right. Where, where is the we are, at, this, at this point, we usually so. start start talking about what's happening in the episode, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what we do. And we so do we, that based we, on our jeeps. We get another totally quick little recap of, of what's been happening, just like getting the viewers up to date, uh, including John's bomb threats, Harvey's uh, crypt talk, Scorpius being tortured by uh, Stark, which I have some interesting things to... Ask yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very valid. I'm looking forward to, to hearing your particular perspectives on that one. And the little riot as it was being set up, and we end up, well, actually, we start with the ending of the last episode where Scorpius is pinning John to the floor, telling him, Your plan has failed, and now we must go with my plan. You do not know what you're doing. Yeah, I do, and I'm going to freaking nuke you in half for this damn base. Oh, no. We also, are betrayed. Also, in the flashback was a little reminder that apparently at one point the Scorpius is talking to the Emperor mm. and he says, oh, I have served you faithfully for ten cycles. As a spy. As a spy. I've served you for ten cycles as a spy. A plot point that is dropped almost as quickly as it's revealed. I mean, we just saw that in the listener synopses. Like, yes, it's a double cross. It's a triple cross. Like, who is working for who at this point? I mean... We don't know. I mean, the, for the some reason, override of the override of the loyalties well, overrides. We, we get that, yes. <laughs> Which happens in the elevator as well. Yes. What the hell's going on up there? We couldn't override their override of our override. Great. Uh, yeah, what I'm thinking, like when you have a in a position like Scorpius, mm. like you can't really make any predictions about whom he's working for because yes. it's just whatever the writers decide that needs to happen. At the time that it happens. You know, it's an interesting observation that you make there. Because I saw in the preparation for this episode that the writer... Oh, it must have been Justin Monjo. I think think that's where we are. Mm -hmm. Remarked that during this whole season, Wayne Pygram was actually sort of the guardian of Scorpius. Right. And had a lot of interactions with writers. And yes, they did have like overarching plots, but... It was Wayne who felt a, a, a really deep personal responsibility to keep Scorpius consistent and interesting. Yes. Which the writers really appreciated because, you know, they have a large writer's room. They have a lot of stories that they need to break. They're making 22 hours of television a year. That's a, that's a lot of work to do. Yeah. And he was constantly thinking, like, over the entire continuity of his character to keep him from, I mean, when, when a mysterious character gets that much screen time... They, they can lose their mystery and they can become more consistent or predictable. Right. Or if you, you go the other way and it becomes a completely loose cannon, which is also not right. interesting. Yes. There has to be a... At least the, the viewer has to believe that the character still has an... Internal intrinsic motivation. Yeah, intrinsic uh, motivation, yes. yes. So that was very important to Wayne Pygram. And... While I certainly agree that the triple cross, that it turns out somehow he's also been serving as a spy to the Scarens for 10 years, right. 
while also for realsies betraying them. Yes, and having, having walked out on her his torture sessions with the Scarens, and then apparently not, you know, as a kid, like when he was like, yes. and then he went to the uh, went to the peacekeepers to get his revenge. But so, even though it's shown that he throws away, like, yeah, breaks free of the Scarens, essentially. Yes, season then, three, episode eleven, Incubator. I then, think that yes, was. and then he turns out that he still is apparently working for them, but maybe not. So, yeah, who knows. Do you really think who knows? Are, are you really unsure about about Scorpius's? Oh, I, th- I think. I mean, I think I've said that before. I think Scorpius is out for number one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And w- the problem is, like, what turns out to be his actual belief? Like, does he in fact hate the Scarens enough to want to get them with wormhole bombs and wormhole technology? Yeah. Uh, or is he secretly? I mean, we don't know that. I. I I'm inclined to say that he is his plan is still get the Scarens. Yeah, Be, that was that's become very clear with like the way he wanted yeah, the, the flower destroyed. So yes. he still hates the Scarens, and if if willing it, to if give up his own life, willing yeah. to give up wormholes, if it serves his purpose to let the Scarens think that he is a spy for them, then that he will do that. Yep. So I think that's still his main plan. He hates, he, he genuinely hates the Scarens and wants them to be set back. Yeah, and he'll do anything to, to achieve that goal. He'll join the peacekeepers. He'll spy for the Scarens, yeah. inching his way. He's like Gustavo Fring in uh, Breaking Bad, mm. uh, a character yes. whom, we, uh, whom we learn has a, a, a very sort of long-term plan. Mm. But, yeah, so he, can, he kind of gets talked into, like, not actually disarming the bomb, but not setting it off. And we get a little bit of a confusing... Uh, Okay, so the, the one thing that I noticed in the scene where he's talking to the Emperor, John is acting very meek. He me, uh, mostly avoids making eye contact, and he's kind of just like, mm, the court, he's got this court schoolboy thing. Were you planning to leave? Temporarily. Grazer called with another offer. But you had a riot going on, we didn't want to bother you, we decided to take our own car. So are you going talking about the, the opening scene still? So Scorpius is sitting on his back? Well, Scorpius at this point, at this point, the Emperor's already ha- has a bitch slapped Scorpius away from John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the uh, Emperor is talking to John. I can't remember yeah. what they're talking about, but like, I noticed that like John's body language is very, yeah, avoidant, very uh, like, like, yeah, like, like a school observation because he's like he's he's not making eye contact with the Emperor. He's staring at the ground all the time, and he's being very meek. I'd say yes, evasive. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's thinking on his feet real quick because right. the emperor is. I mean, Duncan Young does a fantastic job with this this character. Emperor Stalik is so reasonable and generous, and oh, I'm so delighted to see that you're safe, and you'll be happy to know that our soldiers have also located your friends, friends yes. and we're keeping them safe. Also, coincidentally, as they were also nearing exits. Were you trying to leave? Is it? And John says, yes, that seemed like the safest thing to do in the situation. And, oh, well, I'm glad that you didn't, because the automated defense systems would have vaporized you. Right, but Lola has stealth visions, stealth mode. You know. <sighs> so but yes. everyone's being disingenuous. <laughs> Very much so, yes. And everyone knows it. <laughs> but we're maintaining the social veneer of... Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're offering each other the opportunity to... Okay, we can... We can proceed with sneering, or we can proceed with these with this fiction. Either way, it's still a foot race to whoever. Right, we need to we, we need to keep proceeding. I uh, love the emperor so much. Like just the 
The question is, um, yeah, is he dead? Uh, probably not, because, like, they got him out. Like, first, for, okay, a little bit later on in the episode, they finally, the when the chariot commander of the guard finally gets to do what his supposed role is, the first yeah. thing he does is, like, okay, get the emperor out of here. Get the emperor to safety. And now we're going to... Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Um, okay, we're jumping ahead a little bit ahead of here, but no, that's why important people are guided by a separate group right whose yeah. only purpose is to keep these people safe it's like this it's secret like service, secret service yeah. uh, the roman praetorian right they have their only job is keep these important people safe and yeah. like they're not they don't care about anybody else they no. don't have to care about they're they're also not expected to go and send go off to combat. attack people or track someone else down no that's not their job their job they're is only protecting to, the chain of command right yeah right and the and the people in it Yes, it, it, I looked up that Charad is an actor we've seen before. He also played Ialet, which was the assassin on the planet of the Beehive people. He had all the flies that he could generate mm. from his sort of scorpion cow. Right, yes. So he uh, oh. he seems to do okay under uh, all that hot flesh yeah. makeup. So we have a talk between Dargo, Eren, and Scorpius, and John. They're having another little parlor scene. There's a lot of parlor scenes. There is. It's like there's not this actually episode. Not a lot actually happens. I mean, there's a lot. Right. There's a lot of t- yeah talking parlor scenes and a lot of action, but not nothing really happens. Not a lot happens. The, the plot is like you know you, very could, thin. you could go through that very quickly indeed. Yeah. But there is a lot of information being conveyed. Right. And some it's really great ca- lines. and mostly character driven. Yes. Yeah, that's. So they're they're all sort of collectively interrogating Scorpius now, like, hey, you you shot us in the back, you took our, our only opportunity, and he says, no, I saved your lives. Yes. Your plan would have failed. We could have been on Lullaby now before they... It was quite likely the Scallons had already disabled Dargo's ship. That's impossible. And found Moya. You think that you can run away from the Scaran base the way that you ran away from a, a, a shadow depository? Yeah. Good luck. They almost certainly already know where Moya is. They've almost certainly overcome your impenetrable security on Lola. Which they, in fact, have. Right. Your plan was based on a, on a horrible underestimation of Scaran motivation. Mm. And there's another scene, of which we get many, where, <laughs> where Akna just comes in to taunt John personally. Grazer doesn't frighten me. Her command carrier doesn't frighten me. Your bomb doesn't frighten me. And neither do you. Damn. I'm on the brink of devastation, Manny Pearl. Yes, she's on a mission to be a bitch. I think she's a little bit upset that her plaything, Scorpius, was taken away from her. Right. (laughs) She says, I should kill you now. You're still my prisoner. And John said, technically, he's my prisoner now. (laughs) And she gets, like, yeah, royally, uh, uh, well, literally royally shoved aside when the emperor decides, kind of like, yeah, yeah, you go away now. Your position, like, yeah. She is rapidly falling out of favor. Very much so. So we can see it. Still scary, though. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was an ad lib. Like, Ben's line that she scares me was was just like, it was unscripted. And so her sort of looking away, Claudia Black was just thinking of something something cool to say, and she delivered. (laughs) Very good. We get... A beautiful shot of Catrazzi and the uh, yeah, still the, bro- the, the broken pla- moons of Sacherine. Sacherine! <laughs> Interrupted by the title, uh, "We're so screwed." Oh, the BBC 
proposed an alternative title for the uh-huh. trilogy because they didn't want to use Screwed because it was airing on BBC One. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't any good. And we see John taking Scorpius aside into like a private room that 1812 has... Buck checked. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this looks like it's still on Catrazzi, yes. Yes. It's got the elaborate tables and the set pieces, and it's all very pretty. And the flowers. And the flowers, which are ubiquitous uh, yep. around here. So it turns out, okay, let's let's do a quick flower talk. So Scorpius yeah. tell, tells about the importance of the flowers, and it turns out that it makes Scarons smart. Scarons! Simplistic, brutish creatures! Should have died out generations ago. What happens if they eat the flower? Big brains, evolutionarily competitive. Hey, you know Stolik, Achner. And if they don't eat them? Your dog could beat him at checkers. So I think we're we're meant to infer that the sort of ruling caste versus versus soldier caste, mm-hmm. you know, the the horse faced versus the flat faced yeah. scarrows is due to their diet. Right. Presumably during formative years, because like Right now, any old soldier can just pick up some of these flowers and yeah. munch down on them. But that without a steady diet of these to snack on, right. they all develop into the soldier kind and At thereby lacking wise, the... Yeah. Yes. Or maybe it's the the, 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 the smell. Or the, we don't know about if they eat them or not, but it's... Uh, uh, oh, Or yeah, it just could be the pollen, as uh, Dargo at one point mentioned. It's, <laughs> see, it's, just, it's just rock and pollen. And it's like, oh, I can relate. Yeah, yeah it's been terrible the last month. Oh, they did call them a delicacy, and we see them snacking oh, on them. Very good point, yes. Yeah. When John said he recognized them. This was also sort of Wayne's idea. Like, the, the flower in, uh, in Incubator was just a prop. Yeah. And he kind of sort of obsessed over it. He, like, really, really liked okay, that. Well, the fact that this flower has some sort of importance. Uh-huh. And that was a, a, a hook that then the writers were, were able well, to... Were willing uh, to work with, yes. While this scene is going on, while they're talking about, like, what happened and what's going on, and, like, uh, Scorpius is once again trying yep. to convince John that his way is the right way, uh, at the same time, there's another Harvey scene going on, and we get this... Very NYPD blue. Uh, is, okay, that's what it was. Like, right? I'm, I wasn't sure what they were spoofing. I mean, it could be any any old cop show, right? right. But it, yeah, it turns out that like, oh, you're a very strong NYPD view. Right. Blue. I mean, even the hey, sort no, of blue what lighting. Did I, what did I tell you about not smoking in my head? And <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey is like a street punk. He's got his He's, beanie hat. Right, but still all the Scorpy makeup and, uh, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So it, it gets a little bit complicated because, like, Everything, and anytime John talks, he's talking to Harvey, but then Scorpius responds as if he said that out loud. It's John is playing an incredible double game here. Like he yeah. is, he is interrogating Harvey while he's being in, sort of confronted by Scorpius. Yes, and, and he's he le- doing it simultaneously. And he learns that well, Harvey lied a little bit. Like Scorpius doesn't know everything that he knows. Scorpius knows everything you know. So what? I lied. Yep. And Scorpius is actually surprised that Harvey's still around, I think. He knows that he didn't get rid of Harvey, but he right. did bury him. Like, Harvey even says... The boss says, lay low! Don't go near him anymore! Give him some peace! Right, that was it, yeah. Right. So, uh, Scorpius didn't remove Harvey, like he said, but there was the sort of good faith gesture to... Right. So, I mean, later, so later on in the episode, when Scorpius accuses John 
of was breaking their agreement. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of broke the agreement, uh, the uh, the other agreement we had about removing Harvey. Yes, so there's, a there's absolutely bit. that there. But there's also Scorpius is realizing, hey, Harvey would not have resurfaced unless John was betraying me. And right. that's, that's why he's so surprised. Hey, John, Harvey would never have done this. Like, I programmed him. I yeah. know what, what, he's, what he's going to do. And he would not have surfaced unless you intended to let me die and therefore, yes. you know, uh, break your deal because you, we made a deal. Mm. I help you save Aaron. You give, give me wormhole uh, whole knowledge. Yep. And this is, uh, this is implicit. And, like, Scorpius is disappointed. Yes, because he, he, he kind of like, oh, I didn't expect that from John. Yeah. It's like he's normally so up to, upright and uh, forthcoming. And I like, thought we could read each other. Yeah. I thought we built this trust. It's, he's almost hurt. Which it's is, so- like, you know, from someone who is a serial betrayer, is a little bit... <laughs> oh, absolutely. That, uh, I mean, is- yeah, he turns his back on anybody when it suits him best. And yeah, so to, to then... Uh, oh, but- yeah, I, I have no sympathy for Scorpius, of no, course. No, no. But everybody's pain is real. And his, like, you know, regardless of whether they deserve it or, 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 or whatever. And it's so fascinating to see him actually, like, yeah. oh, so is he sad that he miscalculated? Is he, is he sad that he thought that they trusted each other? Yeah. Also something I only just noticed while looking at the Jeeves, in the, uh, in the room where uh, John is talking to Harvey, yeah. there's a flower in, yes, the, <laughs> in the background. There's a Crystherium yeah. utilia flower on the table. It's like the only prop there. But another crucial revelation is made by both Harvey and Scorpius. Scorpius doesn't have any wormhole knowledge. No. Because that well, idea Harvey that was lying, yeah. Harvey was live streaming from John's head was a convenient little lie. Yes. Oh, that is clever. Brilliant. Yes. And oh, okay. Well, now we like that kind of like reshifts the the balance of power. Yeah. Uh, Grazer and Bracca, meanwhile, are on the command carrier, and like in retrospect, the first cracks are uh, start. Oh no, actually, it's John and Aaron are there as well. Which yes. is like, how did they suddenly arrive on the command carriers? Like, well, John and Aaron said that they were on their way to Grazer, having been invited there when right. the riot broke out. Yeah, yeah. And oh no, we'll we'll deliver you there ourselves. Yes. The transport brings them there because ostensibly the negotiations are still going on. Exactly because John That's still the has yeah, maintaining. John still has people are bidding against each other for the better conditions. He he literally says that. To uh, the minister, Minister Akna, Mr. Akna, later pointing. Well, the high bids currently, because like, yeah, he, he, he pretty much says that wherever. Like, doesn't and she say doesn't what, believe him. Yeah, but yeah, so they're uh, talking with Grazer, and Grazer is kind of disappointed. Yeah, she's she's a little bit backed into a corner. Yeah, because I mean, we don't even see it, but John and Aaron are probably there, like asking for the completion of the offer. Mm. The offer that they'd received from uh, from Grace to begin with was, "You'll get a full pardon, everyone totally safe from the peacekeepers, yeah. if you just don't give wormhole weapons." To yes, them, which and, is a really good deal. And the, the paperwork is already signed; it's already in place. It's, it's, you, you already, already have, have it. it. You only have to basically come back with the information. Yeah, it's yeah. And of course, they're asking for the the rest of the like safe passage back back out, right. which I'm sure Grazer would be willing to uh, to offer, but there's just no option to because as soon as they arrived, 400 planetary cannons were aimed at the uh, yep. at the, the the weak little battle cruiser or command carrier. Minister Agner informed us that unless you were returned to them safely, they'd fire. Well, they can't do that. To honor the truce, they have to let you go wherever you want. They'll let us go. They just won't let you leave with us. They feel it violates the terms of the agreement. 
Yep. Once that part of the negotiations kind of breaks down, there's a very brief walk and talk with Bracker and Aaron. Yes. Who goes into the medical bay for a personal matter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all get... It could be anything, you know. Maybe you need a salivary glance uh, reinst- uh, recalibrated or something. Exactly. We all get itches somewhere. Yeah. Then you want someone to have a look at, like, this is a weird itch. Like, should we, should we look at that? <laughs> and obviously you don't want to pry into that, so Bracker no. leaves her to it, and so do we. Yeah. Where are you going? That's a medical area. I have something I need to take care of. Personal problem? Let's go. So you need to watch? Wait for it here. Let me just bring that up. <laughs> One episode from the finale I of know, the right? season, and still, and that like yes, especially that paired with the like, the final scene of this episode is like oh, <laughs> oh, points, 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 spending, baby. Oh, it's, I mean, this is so. This is very difficult. I mean, the obvious implication I would say is mm-hmm. that she has gone in to, and, and I can't remember what they say about peacekeepers and their pregnancies because mm-hmm. like they can be delayed f- automatically for a, uh, for a certain time so there's but they also have to be reactivated for the something. for the listeners at home i'm just going to drop the clip in here or actually you are <laughs> no you're, you're editing no this you one. are oh i'm editing oh even <laughs> better even better well it definitely double doesn't help you because you also don't listen to these episodes do you those of us born on a command carrier can retain an embryonic fetus for up to seven cycles. And only a surgeon can release the stasis so the baby can grow. So now that... (laughs) Oh, God. That's what I should have been doing. I should have been putting even more clues in the episode so you could actually listen to our show. (laughs) So, yes. I mean, like, the, the, the obvious options are she's either had the pregnancy terminated or turned on. Activated. Activated, yes. Which do you think? Oh. oh, well, I already said that. Like next episode is going to be called "Everybody's Miserable," or "Everybody Loses." That might also be a good. Term. Everybody loses. Sometimes. Oh. No wait, that's a different song. But anyway, um, four seasons in the uncharted territories and tormented space have really worn you down, mm. and you. Like you can really relate to. It's made me a little bit cynical. Yes, to John. Where? Yeah. <laughs> Gone were those halcyon days when we sort of asked questions first and went, gee, golly, gee, at the weird aliens. Optimi- yeah, and like went with optimism. And now we're going like, okay, how are the writers going to torture the characters even more than they already uh-huh. have? <laughs> so uh, do you have a prediction? Oh, it's like, it's so hard. It's like, I mean, on the one hand, I want to say that they're going to like go for a happy end and like have it be John's kid and have her going forward with it. Aww. On the other hand, you know, it's Farscape. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a lot of speculation about that. And the vast majority were like, it It was about the activation of the right. pregnancy, right? Because that's Aaron's arc. The idea that she would elect to, to terminate the, the, the pregnancy, there's, there's no motivation for that. Yeah. Although, you know, a case could be made if her recovery from, from, the, from the torture was different, that she wouldn't, you know, maybe she wouldn't want this child to be born into this, this universe. Mm-hmm. But all of that was very, very emo. Yeah. There was an idea that maybe she would have a similar gland installed like Grazer yeah. uh, and try to oh. seize power, which I also think is interesting, but... Yeah, not like, no, it's, that doesn't sound like Aaron. 
So I think it's just she's got a funny itch somewhere, and then you want someone yes. to look at it. That's well, the only thing. Okay, that makes so sense. I'll, I'll, I'll try to crawl into Erin's head here, and I'm mm. going to say like, I think she had it activated mm. because it's got either going to work out or that it did. Yeah, and therefore this would be an act of her to maybe double down, go all in. On and when else is she going to get access to a peacekeeper doctor? Exactly. exactly. Like now, Make hay while the sun no is ma- shining. Yeah, no matter, no matter the outcome, if they survive and are well enough, then, you know, this is going to be moving forward. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be my opinion, that she had, she, she's yep. going forward with it and she had the pregnancy activated. I was on that side. When it, right. was, when it was new to me and we were all wondering, I was, there is no <laughs> question in my mind. She wants to meet this baby. Right, well, yes. She's, she's already been through hell and back. Yeah. And she knows how much she loves it already. It's not even here yet. Mm. And there's there's nothing that she wouldn't do and has done to protect her child. Uh, speaking of parent-child relationships, Dargo has a little bit of a problem with Lola. Do score, happy star. Everything's working, right? Yeah, it seems to be. All right. Well, let's get the others. Blast our way out of here. No, no, someone's been in here. I can smell it. Well, the defenses were up, right? No, I don't know what they've done. Maybe frilled with the weapons, planted a homing beacon, or a bomb. Frill it. She smells funny. Yes, because like Doesn't... the emperor had like they had a, the emperor told them to do something to her. I don't know, maybe just deactivate or something. I don't remember what. Emperor, the craft is an eradicator, top rocked in design. We've gained entry and neutralized its systems. Sentinels are now securing the star charts and the vector logs. Leave no trace when you've completed. I don't want them to know what we know. But they did not account for Dargo's sensitive nose. No. And he knows that, like, something's up. And Chiana doesn't buy it at first, but he goes like, no, no, we're going to have to do a full system reboot, like, boot it up from core memory, and that's going to take about three arms. And Gianna asks a very reasonable question, which is, what if it finds something we can't fix? And then Dargo goes, well, then it's Scorpius's plan is the only one left. Yeah. Also, it's like, you know, better better to know that than to take a gamble. Like, you know? Yes. It's, yeah, otherwise... First step in avoiding a trap is knowing the trap exists. Right. But so even then, it's like, even, but it might find something. I mean, there's three options. It finds nothing, in which case you wasted three arms. Yeah. It finds something you can fix, in which... You know, you you can have fix to fix it, or it's going to find something you can't fix, and then you have to decide if you can live with that. Yep. The worst case scenario is you lose three arms for nothing. And they have the time to sort of spare, because everyone's, like, spread out across uh, Karachi Base yes. again. Rigel and Granny don't get a lot of screen time, but they, when they do it, it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, they're just around somehow. They're doing their They're kind their of, like, skulk, skulking about and trying trying to not be where the fighting people are. And uh, Scorpius they, finds them anyway. As does Stark. Ah, yes. Stark sort of wandering by. And now we get a little info dump from Scorpius who says, yes, well... Who's Stark? Another lunatic with the wrong number of eyes. And there he is. He is not. That is a bioloid replica. And how do you know that? Stark would never torture me. Emperor Starlick replaced the real Stark with a bioloid to fool Akna into believing he was real. The Emperor wouldn't let his spy, me, be tortured by Akna, so he had... Uh, Stark duplicated because he knew that she would use Stark as a torturer, but Stark would never torture me either. And uh, but and I sort okay. of sort of faded out. Like, yes, yeah, so, but okay. St- okay, so Stark 
has his, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Stikera. Stikera, which Stikera. is a type of bannock. Right. Which, which help people and they have the, the these missing body parts replaced by glowing void and they keep them covered oh, up. Oh, no, they, they are part energy. So they're right. not fully biological no, no. beings. So they're, they're born like this. Yeah, oh, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm... I read about this and uh, I looked this up quite intensely at one point for, I think, one of the hiatuses or something. Uh, sorry, what... Oh yes, you looked in the uh, in the role playing book. That right, hasn't that come was up it. in yes. a while. Oh, it has not. No, indeed. But yes, I read the whole panic backlore in that. So, oh, and we also read one of the fanfics that we read was about yes, the, like youth and childbirth for uh, for Bannock and Stikeras. But but so is he also a he's a, he's a bionoid or whatever? I mean, that seems to be the implication because they talk about the cloning uh, the, the the copying chamber. So it, yes, the implication is that he is also a bionoid, which but, then apparently has Stikeran power. Okay, this is one of the sort of great like arguments in in Farscape because there's a, mm. there's a few models you can go. Maybe the bioloid duplication process could indeed also duplicate the Stikera abilities, which seems really weird because they're non biological. Right. But you know, spacey wacy wibbly bibbly. Maybe that's the case, or maybe it couldn't duplicate that. Yeah, and neither Akna nor the Stark's bioloid knew that. But he still has the glowy face. He has and the glowy face, but it doesn't do anything. What? So, so Scorpius, Scorpius was acting? Yes, that's a possibility yeah. that Scorpius already realized, oh, no, he's, he wouldn't torture me, and then he was he was acting the pain that he was experiencing. Yes. Which is several layers deep, but, you know, that's yeah. kind of where... Well, there's an interesting thing about the Byloids anyway, is that they still maintain a person i mean yeah let's call it a personality mm-hmm. uh, and let's assume that it's based on their original personality because now we, now we go to uh, Sikozu, uh who is again in her role as uh, in uh, infiltrator yeah after having uh, exposed herself to also being a bioloid to the other redhead bioloid who helps him at several points this is going to yes. turn into a long episode isn't it <sighs> yeah, I, I think so but it's justified no but you you're completely right like there's the Kalish underground which i mean all two of the members that we know of this underground yes. are both bioloids. But she also says that she's a, a Kalish who has been genetically modified. Right. So, I, I kind of figured that was part of the bioloid thing. But we've seen a bioloid, or we've seen two bioloids right. being essentially like meat machines with sort of yes. tripe and, and but they inside also, their brains. Right. But they also have a bit of their personality also persists because they're, they're not just programmed. And some memories, but not all. Right. It's a, a kind of a. And they, and, and they have, so, so um, my question still, like, is, has she always been a bioloid or was she also part? I mean, she can't have been done by the Scarron the same way that Aaron was. No. Because the, uh, the Scarrons would not have an underground. So I guess Sikozu exactly. must have always already been like this. Yeah. So was she created? Yeah. Was, or is, is the term bioloid means, does that mean cyborg now? That mm. you can, that you can be regularly born or maybe like artificial reproduction is a part of Kalish like right we have we just have no idea no but I, th- I mean I'd, I'd be willing to say that uh, yeah she's been like this this has always been her because I mean she was working for the Scarons when they first found her so it was entirely plausible that she already was an agent at that point I have an idea yeah. okay I have an idea I don't know whether this has ever been resolved ah. because there are there are still like canon things of Farscape that I don't know. I haven't yeah. read the comics. Oh, fair enough. Which yeah. which there are, yeah. uh, which we may be able to explore at some point. But I can look it up for you. Okay. 
if you cast some points. Does right. this get resolved or not resolved? Oh, in the... Well, it's, it's clearly not getting resolved in the, the, oh, fil- the film frel, stuff. Frel, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know that I remember it. I have not watched... I'll tell you this very All honestly. Right. I have not watched future episodes of Farscape since we started this Fair. show. Okay. I'll, okay, so I'll, I'll put 500 points on her having always been a, uh, a plant. Because she was work- already working for Bi- the sca- yeah, yeah, yeah. A Byloid and that she was not secretly replaced at some point. Uh, I'll put 500 points on that. Awesome. So, let's get back to this episode, because this is going to be a long one. <laughs> Look, I think, I, honestly, I think we've actually hit on the most important points already. These these plot points are spread out. So, the Emperor is working to keep everyone busy while their escape plan is sabotaged and the bomb is diffused. Right. Um, he favours Jenik over Akna because Jenik conti- consistently displays the uh, competence that he demands. Yes. Captain Jenik here epitomizes the competence I demand. Perhaps you can next assist Minister Akna in her follies. While Akna is increasingly like shifting her priorities from pleasing the emperor to resolving the situation in her favor yes. so that she gets to replace the emperor. Oh, is it the Emperor she's trying to replace? I thought that she was trying to replace the other dude. Uh. No shortage to her ambition. No, fair enough. So apparently the Emperor is not hereditary, but a power vacuum. Meanwhile, the two redheads are conspiring because, yeah, they need the key to the digging elevator, which is... Yes, it had a name, but I'm calling it the Drillivator. They're in the Rabricator. What the hell is that? Some kind of massage tool? It's a drilling elevator. The Drillivator. I think I wrote it down as... As Drillivator? No, I wrote it down as Oh, Raptor, blah, blah, blah. Some techno babble. Hey, you know how to drive this walkivator? I can't even read my own handwriting at this point, but it looks like a Rabri... Rebricator. 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 Yeah, I think they say yeah, that. I don't okay. know what that means. It's a wonkivator, but I like that seems that seems fine. Yes, drilling elevator. So it's called a drilling elevator. Yes, but it, but it also runs in a shaft. At first, because we've already they've already been on this uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. previous episode. But it also has drilling functionality. So yes. I guess it's an escape mechanism. I guess. I mean. It makes sense to have, like have drill a shaft, but then like use the drilling machine as the elevator, I guess, and like retain the drilling functionality. It seems like a waste of resources, but who knows? It's cool though. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really cool thing where like its doors, the entire sort of front corners of the walls just move like, yes, out of the way, which is kind of cool. And we get a little bit of a will they or will they not be squishified scene going on by that. But yes, the bomb is deactivated. <laughs> And they yeah. realize that, like, oh, frel, we have now... Because uh, the, the... Nothing. Yeah, we have nothing. We have, we, we, we've lost our uh, ace in the hole. We can't threaten anybody anymore. Yeah, and then it's just, okay, run, 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 run. We're doing Scorpius plan. Are we doing... It's the only one that we still have in play, and we have to act now. And we have to GTFO and uh, get out. So they managed to override the Drillivator... We actually had a little pause here to stop what, like, what, what the fell is going on when they get into the elevator. Because yeah. there's like, one of the redheads there, along with the chariot. And we see the redhead getting punched out. And then we really had to stop. Like, did they just completely forget about the chariot? The like, chariot doesn't get a close-up of being punched he out. He doesn't, like, yeah. He also doesn't get a close-up of being dragged out of the no, elevator. You, you barely elevator. see him lying on the floor at one point. And the next the shot, he's like, out of, everybody runs into the elevator and they go down. So, yeah. We thought it was a continuity area, but, like, we can just probably call it an uh, editing floor, uh, editing room uh, 
Sorry, cutting room floor. That's I, the word I was love for. this elevator. Like, <laughs> I love seeing all these fantastic makeups and these these amazing characters that sort of jams together into a tiny space, seen from above, not doing anything. It really sort of exposes. The, like, oh no, that's the scene. With, that's, the scene that's the scene with the chariot. And it the, gets uh, even worse with the scarabs. Scarabs yeah. later on, yes. <laughs> But just all of our heroes, and now they're all just standing around. This is this must be what like the green room looks like, or like the snack room after yeah. a after a shoot. Meanwhile, Granny, this is the last plot line. Granny and Rigel uh, yes. have been tasked by Scorpius to rescue the original Stark, whom he still believes is yes. somewhere around here. And Granny goes, "Oh, that's a great idea. Why?" Yeah, who's who's Stark again? Like, <laughs> yeah, which one was that? Like, oh, he's another like annoying person with the wrong number of eyes. <laughs> And Rigel goes, but he spent time on Katranzi. He knows his way around. Yes, because so he, apparently he was like a, a part of the death rituals of the uh, yeah. the high-ranking... Uh, and that's why Scorpius was torturing him for information to find out where Katranzi was, because Scorpius yeah. didn't not know. You rescued him prior to that breakthrough. Sorry to stitch you up. No, you're not. And if uh, Crichton hadn't ruined... That opportunity, if he hadn't rescued this valuable prisoner from having information extracted from his brain through torture, then maybe things would have turned out different, says Scorpius. And I don't think that Crichton really has it in him to regret that No, action. no, I don't think so. It is interesting to have, like, a, a, a several seasons-long mystery just kind of resolved at a point where it is not important. It's not, like, it's cool... It's cool that we I know, find out, right. but we have other things to move on with. And that's Farscape, baby. It's kind of like the, I think it's a six-book slow burn that uh, Charles Stross sets up in one of his books. In, in, in the first Laundry Verse uh, novels, he uh, talks about, like, paperclip audits. And, like, four or five books later on, it turns out why paperclip audits are important. Because, like, if two paperclips from the same box can then be are, are, are psychically linked or something can be used to like mystically uh, find out where the documents are that they're clipped to or something like that. <laughs> hey, listeners at home, I want, to sp- I want to hear from someone who has never heard of the author Charles Stross or, or the, the, laundry the, verse. the Laundry Files novels yes. and who just he- heard all those syllables spill out of <laughs> Kay's mouth with such confidence. It's going, whoa, whoa. Because... I, I love all these scenes with all these people jammed together. It's, there are too many. There are too many really diverse and interesting characters like jammed into these shots to really take them seriously because yeah. they, they sort of bleed the edges of each other's reality a little bit. I guess it, it gives us a really good feel of how these people have, have yeah. melded together it's, rather than being antagonistic towards each other and like barely tolerating each other. They are now more or less operating as a... As a unit. Which we get to see for essentially the first time. I don't, I don't think we see this many people no. in our room at a, at a time at any point. One of the writers, I think it was David Kemper in the uh, Visual Companion, talked about the secret to Farscape success is that while we understand that certain aspects are silly and comedic, we write them very, very seriously. Mm. And conversely, like when we get really into it, it's kind of ridiculous. And yes. you've got to enjoy that as well. I mean, we've talked about that literally before, like how, how certain very dark things have been really funny, and it's like, and like you, when, when yeah. you're playing when they're playing it for comedy, and you're seeing like this is really really dark. <laughs> <It's> yes, like, 
which is an, an amazing sort of tonal shift. So we arrive here. This was, I think, oh, who was it? I think it was like Wayne Pygram also, who had like yeah. a he had like a dream that he talked to David Kemper about, and it was just this image of Scorpius in a field of flowers. Yeah, Scorpius being having his gladiator moment where he's walking through fields of grain and he's already dead. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> this yeah. is Elysium. Well, actually, that's a really, really good point. Because this is his sort of ultimate revenge. That yes. The, the, because he talks about how, how rare it is to find a planet where these flowers can grow. And when you deny them the opportunity to grow those flowers in a sector of space... That basically removes their ability to transfer the to, to control that space because it allows... Yeah. yeah because presumably, those flowers have a limited... Lifetime spreadability, so, yeah, and that kind of determines how far away they can get from a planet, a place where these flowers can grow. Yeah, evidently they're only good when they're fresh. They're no good when they're right. uh, when they're dry. And they need the mother plant to pollinate the others. Yes, which Scorpius finds out is shielded. Oh no, they put it before shield. Oh, this is new. Like that wasn't here. That's unfair. They put up yes. something that I didn't expect. Like he, he, he almost throws a bit of a tantrum at uh, being denied. Didn't know. I didn't know about it. Stark didn't know about it. This must be a new addition by the Scarons. He doesn't like to lose, does he? Well, he is. He is thwarted at this point. Like. He's given up everything. At this point, there's no way that the Emperor still believes that he's a spy, uh, a relationship that he's cultivated over a decade. Yeah. The, 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 the peacekeepers aren't going to trust him either mm. now that he's, uh, no, uh, he's been seen consorting in, in this way. Like, it's, it's completely gone just to get a chance to kill this flower, and then he can't kill it. Yep. Meanwhile, the override of the lift is overridden. There's a little bit of uh, Chana. Chana has to stand in the sensor before the yes, doors close. And even later, like, start pushing the uh, door actually physically open, at which point uh, Dargo gets between uh, Chana's legs again for the first time in a long while. <laughs> Not for the last time <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> scene of Scarron soldiers, the horse-headed ag guys with the with, with these fantastic gladiatorial helmets. Standing in the elevator. Just like, sort of sniffing, and one of them takes a sniff and, like, looks at one of the other ones. I almost wanted, like, one of them to, like, lean over to the mirror and kind of, like, pop a zit on their face or something <laughs> like that. Because, and we come back so often. It takes so long. You know, because in the meantime, the, the crew is setting up in the flower garden. They're, like, discussing, what are we going to do? They're going to come down. There's, like... Yeah. There's nothing we can do. We're going to hide between the flowers. And at which point, Sokozu reveals that she has a superpower against Scarens. Am I wrong? Are we frailed? No, there is a way. I am not like normal Kalish. She can, like, do something that creates something that kills their heat gland and kills them. But there is a cost. Well, it's not really clear what that cost is, made clear. I mean, she oh, doesn't really... Oh, oh, oh. Well, she says... If the Scarens were to learn there are others engineered like myself, they would kill millions of innocents to root us out. If the Scarens find out that oh, this right, exists... Yes. Right. Then, then, yeah, and everybody agrees, like, okay, we won't get captured. We won't allow ourselves to be tortured. So it's like, 
basically, yeah, death pact. Like if we get yes. death, death before capture at this point, that's what every what they all agree to. Yes, we're not going to be tortured again. Agreed. Agreed. And Kozu accepts it. Like she has enough trust with them. Yeah. That she she believes them, and like this is this is entirely true for John and and Aaron who have plenty of experience with the Scarans and yeah don't yeah. want to be captured again. We, we will not well. be tortured. Who agrees? Which is interesting that she then later votes against throwing the nuclear bomb down the shaft, but because that kind of like is an extension from this. But never mind. The the fight between the Scarans as they arrive is. Like, you know, they built this whole thing up of like, oh, no, the Scarron super soldiers are coming down. And they step into the room and Sokozu does her little thing. She floats up. Yeah, she's uh, like the phoenix from uh, from X-Men. Right. And the special effect that they use for this is actually very similar to the, to the Scarron heat ray uh, oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, funny that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, the, when, she, when she melted that control panel. Yeah. Maybe that was not yeah. the Scarron thing, was it? Who Maybe knows? it's identical. Yeah. Or oh, it's a good knows? point, yes. I mean, it, uh, it makes sense that if it's like they produce something like that, they would be sensitive to something similar. I mean, maybe it sets up some sort of harmonic resonation. And uh, yeah, she she says that she emits a form of radiation that specifically targets right. the scarring heat-producing gland. Yeah, and she says, "Do not look upon me." Which Especially is a- not you. <laughs> Don't look Scorpius. at Scorpius. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Maybe very wise. Maybe your tissue uh, should not be trusted in this uh, in this vicinity. But, but yeah, the fight is over in seconds. Scorpius has a pissy fit, like slapping at some of the flowers as he is made to. I abandon. know he's just whacking flowers with I his know. guns. Yes, he is like just like he is feeling very put out here. And you know what? Look at these gifs of John looking at Scorpius. Yeah, there is a plan forming in his mind now. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is the moment okay. where, where where John realizes like I. I actually fully understand where Scorpius oh, is yes. coming from. Oh, yes. I can understand his frustration, yes. And now I know how I can manipulate Scorpius, how I can solve my problem. Yep. Oh, meanwhile, <laughs> Rigel and uh, and Granny have found the Bioloid duplicator, and they wake up Stark, who looks at Granny and says, Oh, you're green. Oh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> you're green. How lovely of you to notice. <laughs> she's, she's so delighted. Other but Stark interrupted shows up. by evil Stark, yes, Wingbeard with, Stark. With the, with the long hair. Is nothing sacred? You want to deal with Stark? You're going to have to deal with me. Who gets... Uh, I mean, apparently Gran- Granny is a dab throw with her uh, meat-carving fork. Oh, beautiful. She just, like tosses it like her her third eye goes red and she just like kind of spikes stark straight through his mask actually so that's uh, that's a pretty good throw then yeah into his bio brain and he spits out again cum. things are quickly uh, rapidly uh, resolved yes and we head to i think this is the last like plot point which is grazer has decided to go out in a blaze of glory ma'am what are you doing pursuing honor captain we're at peace, under truce, and vastly outnumbered. And about to rewrite the course of history. Yes, she has been making preparations. She's been bringing the command carrier to, uh, to battle stations. The emperor is even, like, pleading with her, I think performatively, like, see reason, don't do this. Obviously, there's no way to survive. We're still mm. operating under truce. Yes, well, and, and while at the meantime, his second-in-command is telling him, we've got 400 guns trained on him. Yes, but also, like, we have... Okay, I've, I've instructed everyone, 
Peacekeeper Command will find no fault with our self-defense. We are fully prepared to destroy this yeah. uh, this command carrier, but not as an act of aggression, and it'll be flawless. Yeah. We're not going to fire first, but like as soon as you shoot, then we're shooting back. Yep, yep. Yeah. And everyone has been like, we've, we've set up our uh, appropriate like escalation of force. So this room that they're in, that Bracca and uh, Grays are in, that, that looks very similar to the one that was used for the... Uh, the scene where um, we see uh, Sekozu running over the windows and breaking them, and it seems like they've replaced the windows and uh, put some, put a couch in instead of a uh, command. Uh, okay, console. let's talk about the couch because you're right. That was unrealized <laughs> reality. Remember yeah. where uh, I, I think it was uh, Crichton was still a peacekeeper. Yes, that's the one. Yes, and she was uh, she was a rebel. But they put a leather sort I of know. chaise long in here. It's like maybe it's like a psychologist's couch. You know, it's like. We're- but it's like right next to the. Know, it looks like the TARDIS console. I know, but it's weird. What is the? And like on the other side of the window, there's like some sort of starfighter. It also looks a bit like the room. It's a prowler. That, it's a prowler. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, prowler. Yeah, it's like the, course, the yeah. command center that looks over yeah. the, the prowler. Bay. Which they probably also used for the uh, when they were experimenting with uh, wormholes and the, the oh, wormhole yeah. ship. Except it was painted a little bit more white at that point because it had to be scientific. <laughs> Well, science is white, <laughs> tactics are black. Yes, fair, fair point. <laughs> and Braca steps up to the plate. I've actually got this written down as yes. setting up a uh, mutiny. Because you can, like, well, yeah. while Braca and Grazer are talking, it gets intercut with shots of other people in the room yes. who are clearly having expression reactions to what is being said. Let's talk about some of them, because there's a there's a tech there who has a, a, a white bib and a fantastic sort of surfer haircut mm-hmm. with brown hair. And there is, I swear to God, peacekeeper Guy Fieri. He's got a ring beard. He's got frosted tips. Okay. I, I'll find that Jeep okay, and send well, it to you. you. You've, you've got the guy who's, like, wearing the grey thing. I guess he... I mean, this is, is this the surfer dude guy you are talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the tech. He's got the bib. Right. And then a little further on, there's a there's a peacekeeper. There's, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like um, what do you call him? Oh, he got one with a hat. He, he looks yes. good, sort of Johnny Depp. I was going to say he, he looks a bit like a, a light version of Kreis. Oh, Kreis light. Oh yes, it is a similar hat. It's it's a little bit squashed. I know. But he's got here a bit is of... here's peacekeeper Guy Fieri. That's the one that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, so, I mean, I, like, I always see Guy Fieri tips. with blonde hair, more blondish yeah, hair. But oh yes. yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's it's great. Grazer goes like, we're going down in the blaze of glory. Reclaiming we're, honor. Yeah, we're going to kill everybody, despite, and we're dying. Because she's bleak. Her, her gambits have all played out, and she is lost. Yep. Because her she's, she's had her life-reducing thing to get her boob glands activated or something. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she's basically gambled everything on, big, one opportunity. on being able to, 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 to yeah, pull, this, pull this stunt off and come back with either wormhole technology or a peace treaty. Well, she came there for a peace treaty under yeah. the belief that the, the, the peacekeeper still had it. And then John ruined it all. Yeah. And now John she's, told the Scarabs, yeah. they definitely don't have wormhole weapons. I do! Yes. And, uh, yeah, now she's willing to go down in the blaze of glory. At which point Bracker goes like, well, under section this and that of the Command Act, blah, blah, blah. You he are does here a crimson by- tide. He crimson tides her. Yeah, you are basically relieved of command. And then you get the classic standoff where the commander goes like, oh, you please take the uh, captain to the brig or whatever. I don't know what, what Bracket's uh, rank is at this, at this point is. Oh, yes. Execute him. And then, yes, you have the... At that, and that's always, a, like, must be a very... I mean, it's not a situation that comes up very often. But, yeah, 
both parties involved in a situation like this must have the belief that they are the ones that are going to be listened to. Yes. And then the soldiers in the room are the ones who get to decide, decide which order, which of these to... legal orders, but contradictory ones. Yes. Tell me when target acquisitions are complete. There is no battle here, ma'am. Why are you so averse to conflict, Captain? And why are you so adverse? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Captain Miklo Bracker, officer of the fleet, peacekeeper interplanetary service. Oh, nobody. Ma'am, you'll start a war. A war is inevitable. We sail under a flag of truce. Let us leave beneath its protection. Didn't Scorpius tell you truce with the Scarans is suicide? Ah, so the men and women of this vessel must pay for your miscalculation with their lives. It's for the greater good, Captain. And we shall all be remembered as heroes. Commandant Grazer, under Article 6, Rulu, Uniform Code of Admiralty Conduct, Section 19. Due to a state of incapacitation of judgment displayed in multiple encounters under stress, I hereby invoke the transfer of command and relieve you of duty immediately. <laughs> Officer of the deck! Weapon! Sir! Would you be so kind as to shoot this mutinous captain dead where he stands? Sorry, ma'am. Captain Braca has already relieved you of command. Now let's get this ship out of here. Grazer gets carted off to the brig, presumably. Yeah. And uh, we get the elevator scene. Which goes on and on and on. Because the, the drill elevator, like it's... Yeah, they've used the special key that Cutie Pie 2.0 gave them. Yes, and, but, then the, and they override the override of the override. And they manu- manually got the uh, drill elevator going. And it turns into a bit of a Disney-esque ride. They don't know where they're going. Nope. Like John goes like, do you know how to drive this thing? And Drago says, do you? Do you? So no, then stop why bother asking? Yes. <laughs> do you know where you're going? Again. No. <laughs> up. <laughs> and then, which inside a planet? Which direction is up? We have no idea. Well, they're not that deep, so up is fairly... Uh, you know, there's always gravity. Up, 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 up is the opposite way of where gravi- which gravity works. Well, by the time you're spinning that much, you have no idea where you're going. But Okay, so let, now hang on. Let me talk about the spinning here. Oh, okay. Because every time we see a shot of the inside of the cabin, it's spinning like crazy. Mm-hmm. But every time we see, see a shot of the drillivator drilling, it's perfectly steady. Special effects are done like months after shooting. Like it's, <laughs> it's possible that it was intended for. I, I follow you, but like I also understand. Like they they, they probably did an animatic when when if it's spilling, you don't recognize that it's the same elevator. So it's got to be standing still. Fair, but maybe they keep the exterior arms still and only. Yeah, for we some only sp- they- we spin the inside. We've got gyro stabilization which we use on the outside, and therefore let, let everybody who's in the inside spin around. Because there's that- a gyro button. There's a gyro button that makes it function that way. But Darko doesn't know what it, it does. He hasn't pushed it. <laughs> so instead, the cabin is spinning, and the stabilizers are still. That's it. Yeah, that'll be it. Maybe that's why it takes so long to drill all the way back up to the surface. And. Out of all the sort of exit points on the entire planet... They end up in the Emperor's chambers. In the, in the conference room, which is filled with chariots, where they do what you, what you described, competent priority setting, like get, get the Emperor to safety first. Yes, which is immediately what happens. Um, they manage to shoot at the Drillivator for a little bit, but it's, I mean, it's a Drillivator. It's, like, pretty strong. They, it's pretty impressive. Like, hand weapons aren't really going to get anywhere. I mean, the crew just peek out briefly for a moment and then immediately decide to... Uh, oh, no, no, no. Let's keep the lid shut. Fire! Oh, hey, that's not good. Where are we? 
Um, conference room. What? Come out now! Or die! Are we cursed? Could we be cursed? Well, that depends on whether this will hold. But there's another hatch, which goes back down, and it's at least a metro down to the... Uh, to the, to the, the uh, flower the, the chamber. flower chamber, yes. Where, in the meantime, uh, more Scarens have shown up to see, like, oh, they're all dead. Like, yes. Oh, what happened here? Yes, no, whatever was... They, they got the backup elevator in. Because that's mentioned, that, that's mentioned uh, earlier on. It's like when they, get, yeah. when, they, when they control the drill elevator, they can take it down. And they're like, if they have complete control of it, they can keep it there. So they can't oh, yes. like bring a they second control cabinet. the shaft. Right, they control. Well, they, basically, the, the thing is sitting in the, in the door opening. Exactly. So as long as it's sitting there, they can't bring another cab in to... Uh, yes. But so once they started drilling, the shaft was free again. Exactly. And then they got to send, send more people down who then saw the, uh, the dead people. And then John asks Scorpius, hey... How bad do you want that flower destroyed? Yes, I'll give anything. Grasshopper, how important is that mother plant? I would trade my life for its destruction. What about my wormhole debt? Of course. And then he goes like, well, turns out I can reactivate this bomb. And he tosses it. The bomb. Well, no, wizard, has- they have a vote first. Nope. He tosses it, and then he goes, oh, right. oh we should have voted. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, anybody, hey, guys. Who's in favor? Quick, <laughs> quick. How- <laughs> Turns out three to, three to two. I think Chana and Dargo vote against, but... Uh, I think Chana votes twice. She votes on she? both sides. I, I think oh, so. I didn't think so. I mean, she initially, she seemed to be the only one who was like... She very was having ri- fun in the elevator. Like, let's do that again. Oh, yes. <laughs> but like she's, she's very ride. much, very apprehensive when it comes to the bomb. Because what we are getting there, dropping this... I mean, like, I'm going to assume a metro is about a kilometre at this point. I mean, we've talked... Eh. It, it's come up at some point. It's a lo- It's a fairly long distance. Yeah. And so they drop the bomb, and, like, no, it's a thermonuclear device, and it's being dropped down a big shaft, and at the bottom there's a flower chamber. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, this elevator's pretty strong. We'll probably survive, you know. It'll, it can probably stand the impact he at says, this distance. at this distance, which bothers me a little bit. Right. Because a pressure wave traveling through a tube that has no opportunity to dissipate. Well, it's, I mean, a, lot distance... of, a lot of that energy is going to go through into the ground anyway. But do you know about the the lid? Oh, you mentioned that word while we were watching this. Right. Okay. And I got so, really excited. Oh, I'm so going to learn something so cool So there today. was a, there is some dispute about what was the first man-made object that made it into space. <laughs> uh, and there, there, there have been several rocket shots. Uh, yes, but there is a theory that a basically uh, when they were doing started doing underground tests for of nuclear bombs. At one point, yeah. they drilled a big shaft, and they lowered the uh, the bomb into the shaft, and they put a really big, heavy iron lid on it, like like several yeah. several Lock tons several tons worth of lid on the top. Oh, uh, and <laughs> the footage of the explosion only shows one frame. Which has that lid in it, because it's get it just gets blown off Blasted the top of that off. shaft as a cork, and they can they can set an upper and a lower limit of to what, what that kind of speed that speed could be, because it's only visible in one frame. We know how far it is above so the ground. It, it in that wasn't frame. moving in this frame, yes, and it was fifty meters up in, in frame, frame two, yeah. and then it was just not. They've never seen again. So never found, be, never seen. So it might have been actually... It would have been traveling at least, so 50 meters in, tw- in 124th of a second, yeah, at whatever, least exactly. that many. And, but it could be faster because it also just have been detonated like a millisecond exactly. before. Exactly. So, yeah, we don't exactly know how far. But there's a minimum There's a minimum speed. So this, it's Was serious. it ever recovered? No. It's never seen. Okay. It. It's never seen. It. So did it vaporize? Don't know. 
did it. Uh, it uh, certainly was the fastest traveling object that, <laughs> at that point, <laughs> man-made object at that point. <laughs> but so, okay, did it fly off into space and is it still in space? Did it come Unlikely, back down and burn up? Yeah, possible. We don't know. It's like oh, it's, that's un- amazing. It's, it's unknown. That's so I was, th- I was thinking of that when they had the uh, like the elevator sitting on top of the shaft and it dropped a nuclear bomb in that. Actually, that's a really good point. The elevator itself might survive, right? But it would just be filled with pink goop, right? That's exactly what I was thinking as well. Because like, on how fast it when we see the bomb explode, it like it drops down through the glass ceiling of the new elevator, which is down there. We into Genix sh- arms. Into Genix arms, and it, it says, says hi there. Yeah. <laughs> Culminating the uh, the Doctor Strange love references, right? We get a lot of purplish flashes. Lots of people getting turned into plasma, including the the flowers and the people, yeah. the chariot standing in the room in which the elevator is resting. And in so, proud Farscape tradition, this all happens while people are snogging. Aaron and John are kissing. Right. Chiana and Dargo. Yes. And even Scorpius and Sikozu. Oh no, that happens later. Sitting in a lift. I'm pretty sure that kiss. F I N G E R I N G that that kiss between C H O T H E R. And I'm going to have to like listen to this episode just to to get you to figure out what you just spelled out. Four hundred thousand episodes in, I finally figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that kissing scene between uh, Sikozu and they are very tender happens later. They're they're all a cuddling. You've definitely got them a cuddling. Oh yes, totally. But the kissing happens later back on Moya, where we arrive. Has mana just happened? Where are you, you farbots? Did you blow up the bomb? How could you blow up the bomb? You missed the vote. This this bomb goes off. Yeah, we don't know how they get off the planet because that happens yeah. during the commercial break and it's like there's something that totally never happened on Farscape before. Well, we can piece it together because Rigel, Stark and Naranti were uh, on Lola, Lola, yes, which they could operate so they could tow the elevator right, yeah, back uh, to I mean or yes, or they just managed to get out of the elevator and manage their way to onto Lola, whatever. Uh, everybody's back on. The emperor is presumably still alive because he got carted off. I'm, yeah, it didn't I'm, look like Katrazzi exploded. I mean, no. I mean, any, any, anything within a few miles might have problems, or maybe not. I mean, some seismic events. But like, yeah, as David Kemper pointed out, we've had hundreds of underground nuclear detonations right. on Earth, and, and you, Earth's still fine. Right. I mean, you see a little bit of the air moving, and like probably the the palace and stuff collapsed, and wherever this is happening in. But yeah. you know, if it was like a few miles away, he'd be fine. So they didn't. Yeah, have, you wouldn't have to get off Katrazzi to just, be alive. To yeah, just, just with not within the direct vicinity of where it happened, Stark, unless you're in a drill elevator. Stark visits pilot. Oh yes. I never thought I'd see you again, Stark. And I always believed I would. It is a pleasure to have you aboard. Where he hasn't been since I think early season three. Yeah, That's I mean, just before he left, I suppose. I I love the sort of focus and 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 pilot like saying like I didn't expect to see you here again and and Stark saying I I always knew that I would. Uh, yes, it's so nice. Kind. Yes, Granny seems to be very friendly as well. She's uh... and to celebrate the victory, I shall cook a voluptuous Gaspian haunch stew. Yeah, she's got those apple cheeks. Yes. She's got a little eye on Stark. I think so too. Yes. She likes the weirdos with the sideburns, because his sideburns are even longer than John's. (laughs) Fair point. And we have a little shot of Chana and Dargo under the furs. In uh, what looks like multiple post-coatal blisses. Right, yes. Until Chiana rolls around and says... (laughs) 
Yeah. More, and he goes, oh, well, okay. Then. That's when we get the kiss between Sokozu and uh, Scorpius. Scorpius. Where he is at first holding back. He's sort of yes. reluctant, like a. And then I was almost going to wonder if this is going to, into, going to turn into a shadow repository scene here. Because we know how like, Scorpius' sex life kind of works, or yeah. can work. And then he that. pops his cork. Yeah. How long does it take for you to recover? I do not know. I've never done this before. Oh, and then there's John and Aaron having a little tender moment. And John seems to be very, you know, put, I don't know, he seems to be troubled by what he did. Yeah. Which seems odd to get that kind of issues at this point. I mean, it's all catching up with him. That that was the vibe that I was getting. Yeah. Like he has, he's had times where he's been depressed about being like God's chosen uh, sock puppet on whom all this suffering is is piled, and how many people around him have suffered for his mistakes. And now he talks about this 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 speech. Hey, honey, guess what I did at work today? I wore a bomb, a nuclear bomb in a field of flowers. <laughs> I could get lucky. Tomorrow I could have a bigger bomb. I could kill more people. Maybe there'll be innocent people. Children, maybe. But apparently he also has, like, you know, issues about, like, whom he killed. I mean, a lot of people died, and it wasn't yeah. just, like, accidental. They they set out to do this, to right. bomb this place with people on it. And he says, like, if I'm lucky, maybe tomorrow I'll have a bigger bomb, and I can kill more people. Yeah. Like, extrapolating from... I mean, here's, the, like, there's also a little bit of setting the seed of doubt in the viewer's mind, because he specifically mentions killing children, which is, yeah. like, a little bit... And, like, Aaron's sitting there, like, trying to keep her face straight, so... I'm sure that's... Oh, I like I mean, to think that's, that that's on his mind as well. Like, because the concept of fatherhood is on his mind. Right. I'm more thinking about the concept of what's Aaron been up to in the medical Right, day. okay, that yeah. Like, You're like going a, with the cynical Right, no, I, I mean, just like, I mean, it's Farscape, but I can imagine that they threw that in specifically to remind the viewers that like, oh yeah, there was this thing with kids, with potential yeah. children going on as well. Just to like, like also fuel, every- the, fuel the thoughts of like, oh, she might have. Every soldier that he killed trying to escape, assuming, let's assume that it's only bad guys that were killed yeah. by the bomb that were trying to kill them that they, in self defense. That was someone's child. Someone True. loved them. Yeah. Well, don't know how that works with chariots, but let's assume. Oh, that's. That... Yeah, okay. You don't actually know. <laughs> yeah. Like there are plenty the... of species that just don't care about children and, right. and have. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Have as many as possible and then sort it out amongst themselves. Everything old is new again. Except the old thing's getting really old. Anyway. Ah. She gives me a woody. <laughs> she gives you the willies. Okay. Yeah. So, ooh, let's see. What can we go? Let's go for the willies first, as we usually do. <laughs> go uh, for the willies. 
the drilly elevator. Okay, so yes, the potential potential willies were the oh overriding the override of the override and override. But I think mine will have to go to the 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 chariot who gets like completely disposed of without getting a second. Oh, the mystery chariot who is edited out of relevance. I mean that's like I'm I'm I'm, I'm scratching for the uh, for pickings here because I have no idea what uh, anything else that I could re- reasonably give uh, oh. Willie will, will comment on on this episode because it's fantastic. Mine is the 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 utter irrelevance of Scorpius's triple agentness. Fair, like that that's the kind of thing that could have been milked for not a whole season but a little bit more than right, uh, like, uh, two unimportant mentions in an in an in an arc. I mean, in all fairness. Scorpius's loyalty has always been very much up in the air. But imagine that that plot point hadn't been written. The rest of the story would have worked just as well. Fair. Yeah. Right? His motivation is still what it was when we, mm-hmm. when we started. No. Like, that moment of doubt was not necessary at all. Even his betrayal of his, his, his mates, you know, uh, yep. uh, stopping them at the end of uh, part two, would have still been completely consistent well, if he didn't believe that yes. he was secretly a spy. Yeah, I guess it gave it, a little, it gave it a little bit more tension into what what we could be expecting in the next episode. You know, so that, that's actually something that I would either want more of or less of. That's why fair. it's going for that's why I'm going right, for that. Right. Yes, because it's kind of a bit of a throwaway thing just to create a little bit more doubt and tension and potential talk on the internet. And again, that kind of rug pull is very farscape as well. Very true. Oh, the woodies. woodies, woodies. I mean, I like Granny's aim with her carving fork. Um, oh, she's you can see that she's a dancer when she when she uh, moves like yes. that. I think that my Woody will just have to go to Wayne Pygram on this episode. Oh yes, good <laughs> choice, Kay. Because he just like he just pulls it off in all the in all the ways. He's he's That's really, he is he has Harvey. So much to do. I was like I was thinking about all the things that I liked. I liked the the, the scene between John and uh, Scorpius. The, the scenes between John and Harvey. The, the way he's like. The way his focus is when he's on, on killing the flowers, even though he's never told anybody about this, like this has been his focus, his his intent to coming here, yeah, uh, to destroying it. So it's yes. the worst thing he can imagine doing to the Scarrans, right? So and the so yes, I guess it just boils to not Scorpius but just Wayne Pygram for carrying this. <laughs> oh well, okay, that's amazing. I I, I fully agree. Because, I mean, also knowing how, how much responsibility Wayne Pygram has mm. carried for keeping Scorpius interesting, doing so very successfully. But that's not my willy. Uh, Nor Woody. even are the helmets Woody. worn by the... Uh, Woody. Sorry, Woody. Woody, yeah. very good. Is it, is it the Scarons in the elevator? The Scarons in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them... Did you fart or something? Because yeah. <laughs> that elevator ride, it was 20 minutes of silence. Yeah. And then just standing there... Mm-hmm. I've, it's both. They're, not, they're not even checking their weapons or anything. They're, no, they're just, just like, sort of, kind of shuffling like, their feet, yeah. looking around, like, oh, should have brought my phone. It's kind of like it, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like a Mass Effect uh, for, uh, one uh, yeah. elevator. They've just taken off a long time, don't they? And that's the story, story so, so far, Scape. Oh. Uh. Thank yeah. you for joining us, and we will be back next week with another 
fanfic reading and we will be back the way after that I'm really going to be able to drag this out long enough to get my uh, know, information my, open for my, episode 422 bad timing so it's not cold we're all miserable <laughs> yeah, and everybody's frailed or <laughs> oh. uh, when the Scarens discover the wormhole to earth the crew of Moya must beat them there and find a way to stop them oh no how's that Kay uh, failure means certain doom for the human race but could the cost for success be too great oh Oh, no. The Scarens discover the wormhole, but can they reliably travel through it? And can they open it? Like this, uh, I guess that all gets hand-waved with before the uh, credits. <laughs> I don't remember, because I haven't seen it. So there you go. Oh, thank you for joining us once again as we uh, uh, careen toward the end of Season 4. Now, I honestly don't know whether there's still an opportunity for people to send in synopses. Uh, because after this... Of course, we are going to discuss... Uh, well, season, we're going to have the season finale, but... I, I know, but we edit in advance, so I'm... I'm yeah. We record, and then, you know, well right. before think, the episodes come out. I think that out. might be, like, for the miniseries, there might still be... Uh... The miniseries that you don't know about, yes. Yes. But we actually haven't discussed, like, the well, timing of that. that no. Yeah, but 422, definitely no, no. No episodes anymore at this point. Like, that's already going to be... By the time this airs, 422 is already going to be recorded. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's how math works. Yeah. Hey, actually, we can discuss this on air, which is a weird <laughs> thing, but I sort of feel like, you know, the far, far, so far, Scape listeners, there are our, our, our family and our collaborators. Do you want to do a season four retrospective before we go to the miniseries that you don't know about? Um, yes, I think so, because that's probably the... Okay. Cause the Let's cause, see cause, how your answer changes when I ask it to you again next episode. <laughs> Because I, I assume that there was a fairly significant amount of time between the end of season four and the miniseries. A frightening amount of time that yeah. none of us really enjoyed. And that I have I, I mean, have cruelly joked to many people I would make you experience, but I won't. Don't worry. No. Presumably, there's a, that was like, I don't know, maybe a year or more, I guess. I mean, probably the, 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 was the existence of the miniseries already known or announced at the end of season four? Nope. No, that's what it seems like. At this point, where we are right now, yeah. Farscape fans expected a season five because it had been announced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Ah, okay. That's, yeah, double cruel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. If they'd already announced season five and then that didn't happen, then, like, oosh. Because that's how, like, at, at yeah. the start of season four, like, hey, uh, two-season pickup. So we're getting a season four and a season five, everybody. Yeah. Oh, cruel, cruel, cruel. Yeah, uh, we're going to get yeah. into that more next time. So okay. we'll see if 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 you're left with the same kind of sort of languid enthusiasm. So let's <laughs> let's take our time, or if you want to just really see where it goes next. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. You can you can certainly check sofarskip.com/links, where if there is still an opportunity to uh, to send in your synopses, we would absolutely welcome this. This goes out to, by the way, everyone who's ever sent us one of these wonderful synopses. I think, like, we've read almost every one except for like I think a few technical mishaps and a few yeah. timing issues. Um, so if you have anything up your sleeve for a remaining episode, please check and let us know. That so far there. The Tofarscape Patreon is there as well for those who, who want to show your appreciation for the years that we've spent voyaging through the uncharted territories together. Thank you so much to everyone who has shown that support. There's, there's dozens, hundreds of people, uh, many of whom we've named, but but some of whom have come up so recently that I can't even remember them. I'm, thank you so much. And we will give you those gifs, my solemn promise. What else do we have on there? Fan fiction for will I think we've got mostly magazines from here on out, but most of all, thank you for joining us once again. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so far, skips are good. good.